Welcome to the Fireplace Podcast, live from our weekly Friday night rallies. If you live in the greater Nashville area, we would love for you to join us 7 p.m. at Harvest Sound Church. This podcast contains our best practical trainings and gripping messages that will compel you to go put Jesus' love into action. I'm, uh, I'm really excited to get to speak. It's, it's really a blessing to get to speak in your home church. I've got to travel some and be overseas and to be able to speak here where I go to church is, is really amazing. It, it really means a lot to me and having my family here. And obviously I want to thank the leadership and Fireplace Harvest Sound Church. It's really, it's really awesome to get to speak, so I really appreciate it. Um, and I just want to start with, even in the last song that we were singing, just welcoming the Holy Spirit that... I found that sometimes we'll go through worship and we'll have these um, amazing encounters or moment where the Holy Spirit shows up and then it's like a whoo, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to listen to someone speak. So I would love just each person individually, just with your own words, welcoming the Holy Spirit to come not only in your heart to you individually, but to be here in this room, the person of the Holy Spirit. So let's just for 10 seconds, just welcome him. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Come in this place. Come in my heart. Yeah, we honor you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So today, as I was praying, thinking about how to get started just with kind of the word and the teaching today, um, that's always kind of the hardest part for me, even when we go out on the streets, uh, regardless of how many years or interactions, it's always like the first conversation or the first moment that's difficult, and you always have to break through that. So as I was praying, I felt like just a specific word um, for someone here is that you feel like, you know, you let down God or you disappointed him. Um, and I know that that's, it's specific to someone here, and I just wanted to pray, and I got a verse. It's Hebrews 11:6. It says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So if you feel like you've disappointed him, you obviously believe in him. But there's a new level and like something deeper that he's calling you to, and it, it says that he sincerely, or he rewards those who sincerely seek him. So if you feel like you've disappointed him, go deeper. He's calling you to something deeper. Um, and as I prayed, I just, I felt this, this little blurb to share. Um, uh, it says, as we continually sin, we find ourselves in sin cycles and it numbs our conscience. Our conscience becomes seared and we become apathetic, wondering if there's even a way out or sometimes we even wonder why we're alive. As we read and proclaim the Bible, the word of God, over and over and over, we receive the love of God, freedom, and identity. So today what I want to talk about is that, reading the word of God and getting it deep within you through memorization and actually letting it be written on your heart. Because I grew up with a lot of these kind of old school guys and they would always say like a proclamation, all these things, and then for some reason it kind of went wayward and podcasts and all these different things we started listening to, but there's so much power in the word of God and letting it be written on your heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to do that so that when you go out on the street or you talk to a coworker, it's just flowing out of you because it's been written so deeply on your heart. 
Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. It's so powerful, the word. Not only personally how deep it will go between the soul and the spirit, but also evangelistically how it flows out of us, how it will meet people right where they're at. So often we feel like we have to have the answers or if we're asked by some question, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? But the truth is the word of God. The word of God is the truth. And if you have that on your heart, then you can at least say what God says. At the very least, you can say what God says. And it's so important. It, it really is. Because you can get out of whack, you can get into all kinds of things, but if you have the Word of God written deeply on your heart, it will be something that's like you're planted, you're rooted, you're not going to go far because you say, this is what it says and this is what I live by. So I'm going to give some practical examples. At the end, I'll give kind of a four-step way of memorizing the Word of God, getting it on your heart. But I also believe in like demonstration, showing what that can look like. Um, and also, as I'm, as, as I'm reciting these scriptures, I want everyone to just be meditating on what the Holy Spirit is doing in you individually. Revelation 19.10, um, the second part of the verse says, For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So as these words, like as I'm reciting them, allow them to go in, hear what God, what Jesus did, and then say, if he did it there, he can do it for me. Or if he did it there, he can do it out on the street. Allow the, allow the word of God to come alive even tonight. Even as I'm speaking, even as God is, is moving on your hearts, allow that to come alive. So I want to tell a story from the Bible. Um, I'm not quite at 100% uh, word for word, but I'm really close. So give me a little grace. Uh, this is from Mark 10. So Jesus was walking along the road, and there was a crowd following him as he went. Sitting beside the road was a blind man named Bartimaeus. And Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was there because of the crowd. And he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then the crowd heard him, and they said, Bartimaeus, be quiet. But again, he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They said, Bartimaeus, stop. Be quiet. And again, he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And then Jesus heard him. And he said to the people that were all around him in the big crowd, he said, tell him to come here. And then the crowd completely changed their tone. And they said... They said, Bartimaeus, cheer up. He's calling you. He's calling you. And then it says, immediately, he jumped up, threw off his coat, and went to Jesus. And when he got to Jesus, Jesus said, Jesus said to him, what would you like me to do for you? And Bartimaeus said, I want to see. And Jesus said, go. Your faith has healed you. And instantly, instantly, the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. That's what the Bible says. That's Mark 10, if you guys are wondering. 
So in that, allow that to sink deep within you, that right now, if there's something that you're believing for healing in your own life, if you're the person that you felt like you disappointed God, allow that to sink in, because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That is the word of God. It's real. He did that. Bartimaeus was a real person. It's really amazing. Isaiah 55, 10 to 11. It says, For the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty or void. It shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. See, the word of God never returns void. It, it, it never just like goes out and dissipates. The Holy Spirit breathes on it and makes it come alive. So as you speak the word of God, it's not, it, 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 doesn't just, it doesn't just go out. See, it penetrates. It goes deep, just like the first verse that I read. It, it separates the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It is the discerner of thoughts and intent of the heart. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I'm on the street, you'll be talking to someone and you'll get a verse and you'll just, oh, I feel like I'm supposed to share this with someone. And you, in, in your head, you're thinking a certain way about it. And then they completely hear it a different way. Because it's not about how we think. It's the Holy Spirit hitting exactly where he wants to hit with the word. I want to tell you another one. This is also Mark 10. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. So there was a man who was starting out on a trip. And as he was going... He saw Jesus, and he came, and he got down on his knees before Jesus, and he said, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus, looking at the man who's on his knees, looking up at him, said, why do you call me good? Only God is truly good. But as for your questions, you know the commandments. Do not steal, do not kill, do not commit adultery. And the man said, yeah. I know them, and I've obeyed them since I was a young boy. And Jesus looked at him, and it, said, it says he looked at him, and he felt genuine love. And he said, you lack one thing. Sell everything that you have and give the money to the poor. Then you will have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. And then it says the man's face fell and he became sad and he walked away because the man had many possessions because he was a very rich man. Then Jesus, there's this crowd around <laughs> and they've all witnessed this. <laughs> and he goes, hard it is for a rich man or someone with a lot of possessions to inherit the kingdom of heaven. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than someone with many possessions to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And then Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, calls out, and he goes, then who can be saved? Jesus responds, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to talk about all the things that he and the other disciples had given up for Jesus. He said, Jesus, we've given up everything for you. And then Jesus looks over at him, and he says, know this, everything 
given up for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will be repaid to you a hundred times over in this life with persecutions. And no, those that seem to be the most important now will be least important then. And in the world that is to come, you will have eternal life. That's also Mark 10. 1 Corinthians 2, 4 to 5. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive words of wisdom, but were in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and the power. And this is the amplified version. It says, a proof by the Spirit and power of God operating on me, stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them, so that their faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. See, verse 5, I love it. Telling the word grows the faith and the power of God. You can try and be smart, cool, relate any way you want, but speaking the word grows faith and the power of God. Can you have my water? Verse 4 there, it says, um, in my language, and then, so when the word comes, thank you. Everybody give it up for my wife. So in verse 4, read it again. The part that the Amplified really hits on, it says, A proof by the Spirit and the power of God operating on me, stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. When the word comes, it's going to hit exactly where God wants it to. It says these holy, <laughs> these holy emotions that happen. When, when the word comes out, it's amazing what, what happens within our own lives, not only as we read it, but as we proclaim it. These holy emotions, these, these feelings, these things that we can't explain because the Holy Spirit is moving directly through them. Like I was saying before, we so often think we're going to you know, present something some way, and then the Holy Spirit steps in, and you're like, he just did it. And that's every single time. He just did it over and over again. He just did it because it's all on him. So now with those things, those two stories that I told you guys, from memory, I was close. I don't think I was quite 100% accurate, but I was close. I want to tell you how you can get the word within you so that you can present it to others. So if you're taking notes, it's going to be four R's. The first one is read it. <laughs> it's pretty simple. You have to read the word, right? I know. Let's go. But what's very important on that one is read it out loud. You see, because there's a war going on against your voice, and the enemy wants to keep you silent. So when you're in the Word, it's very easy to just like, just kind of be in the corner. I hope nobody sees me in my school. No, read it out loud. Allow the power and the Holy Spirit to come through it. It's amazing how even if you're sitting, like if you're in college, you're in your cafeteria, if you're just reading it out loud to yourself, I, I, I guarantee you someone's gonna walk by and they'll say, what is this person doing? Like, what did you just say? A blind person's yell, what? And then right there, you're already in an evangelistic conversation. Read it out loud. Second R, so first R, read it. Second is recreate it. As you're reading the Bible, 
you need to see it. It needs to come, in, uh, come alive inside of you. Let it be alive in your heart. So, like, what were the people thinking? What were the emotions? When blind Bartimaeus is over there, how are people seeing him? What did he look like? What were the colors on his coat that he threw off of himself? For me, especially when I'm sharing the gospel with someone, when I get to the part <clears throat> about Jesus and all the incredible things that he did during his life, I often tell the story of when he's in the synagogue and people are watching him to see if he's going to heal on the Sabbath because they're like, we're going to get him. And there's a man with a deformed hand, and he calls him up in front, in front of everyone, and he says, stretch out your hand. And then uh, instantly, the man's hand became normal again, and they saw it in front of everyone. So for me, every time that I share that, I think about my brother. See, I have a brother who's born with four fingers and three toes. So every time that part of the gospel is presented, when I say it, I see my brother's hand, and I pray, God, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you did it in front of everyone there, you can do it for my brother. So every time I see that, so I'll tell you, as you read through the Gospels, I mean, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, maybe there's multiple of them because you're supposed to keep reading it. <laughs> like, maybe you're supposed to read it once and then read it again and then read it again and read it again because maybe one wasn't enough. So recreate it. The third R is repeat it. <laughs> I keep saying this, but you just have to go over it. You have to, you, you, it's actually practice. You have to read it. You have to repeat it. You have to say it out loud over and over. Get it deep within you to where when you sleep, it's like you wake up. In the beginning was a, you know, it's like, let that come out of you. Like, I've been there. Um, so with the repeat it, uh, there's this awesome guy named Frenchie. Uh, he's an awesome YWAM uh, leader. He, when he was in Brazil, there's people who were like, guys, like, they were talking to Frenchie. They were like, hey, will you disciple me? And he was like, the only way I'll do it, they were living in dorms. He said, the only way I'll do it is if I wake up every morning and I hear you preaching the gospel to yourself in the shower. He's like, if I don't wake up to, you preach, to hearing you guys in Portuguese going off about the gospel, I'm not going to disciple you. He was training them that you have to go over it. You have to repeat it over and over and over again. An example from my life um, Nikita and I, before we were married, any time I would have a temptation or anything that would come at me or a lie would come in my head, I would just blast the gospel at it every single time. And I would, it, whatever the thought was, I'd be like, the gospel is the good news. And it begins in the beginning. And then I would just be going at it. And by the time I'm at like the resurrection, and three days later, he rose from the dead proving that he is not only the son of God, but he holds the keys of sin, death, and the grave. And then I'd be like, I don't even know what the devil was tempting me with, but I beat him over the head with the gospel every time. I was just going. And then it got to the point where, guess what? I stopped getting tempted because the devil was like, I'm so tired of hearing Josh hit me over the head with the gospel. <laughs> yeah. So number four is recite it. So say it out loud to yourself, the whole thing. Like actually recite it, make yourself stand up, do it in the mirror, record yourself. I can't tell you how many voice memos I have on my phone of me just trying to lock in. Okay, I'm gonna get this down, I'm gonna get this down. Um, yes, and then say it to others too, if you have a roommate 
Or like, I'll go up to Nikita or my mom and I'll be like, hey, look, I just got this story down. Like, I got to tell you. I gotta, and then I'll stand in front of them and I'll just go through it. My mom's over there like making biscuits and gravy. And I'm like, and Bartimaeus said, you know, and that's, that's actually preparing for this. That's literally what happened. And then uh, another story for Recita is one of, uh, one of our family friends and really one of my dad's ministry partners was, um, I can't say his name because he's here on political asylum. Is that how you, yeah. Um, he, he was in the Middle East um, in an Islamic nation and he was arrested not only for his faith but for preaching the gospel and seeing people come to know Jesus. And um, <clears throat> my dad asked him, hey, when you were in jail, when you were put in prison for believing in Jesus, what did you do all of those hours? And he goes, oh, I read the Bible. My dad's like, they let you have a Bible in jail? And he goes, no, I read it in my mind. He said, I have verses and chapters memorized. <coughs> Sorry, my allergies are killing me. So lastly, is with recite it, is even as you go into the streets, as you practice these Bible stories and really the gospel, go to the streets. That's what we do every Friday night. And then go out and stand before complete strangers. And it's amazing. I'll give you a secret line. Somebody's talking to you about something and they're, they're talking about their life. Hey, that reminds me of a great story. Can I tell it to you? Sure. And then boom, right there, you're in. Or wow. That reminds me of something that I was just reading. Really? Boom, you're in. It's very simple as, as long as it's within you and you're actually saying, no, I do want to actually tell someone. Like, if the gospel was the good news, we share it all the time. Like, if it really was the good news. If it's within your heart, the, the, the doorways, the bridges that can be built with people who don't even know about Jesus are so easy to hop through if you have the boldness and the Holy Spirit inside of you to just say, no, you need this. Like this story of blind Bartimaeus, someone on the streets tonight needs to hear that. Needs to hear that if they call out to God and they continue to call out, he will hear them and he will heal them. Somebody needs to hear that tonight. Or the rich young ruler. How many times, uh, Odie, where are you at? There he is. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, Odie and I were talking and I was like, how was your night? And he was like, man, like my heart was just burning for this guy because I tried, you know, I was telling him about Jesus and he just said, man, I'm just not really like, I just got a lot of stuff going on. I'm not really into it. Odie was saying how it broke his heart. And we got to talk about the story of the rich young ruler who chose possessions over Jesus. And what's so critical in there is it says Jesus looked at him with genuine love. As you go out on the streets, are you looking at people with genuine love? Because that's how Jesus did even when he was rejected. Even when he was rejected, he looked at people with genuine love. So, the four R's, read it, recreate it, repeat it, and recite it. Allow the word to go just deep, deep within you. Like, sleep with the word, meditate on it day and night, because the Holy Spirit is just, he's waiting. Like, he, he's waiting for somebody to just be like, uh, 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 Jesus wept, and then he's like, yes, <laughs> like, I could work with that. He's just dying. Whatever verse you have with inside of you, just, just open it up because the Holy Spirit is dying 
Like, he, he's so excited to move, and he's so excited to co-labor with you. So as you go out on the streets tonight, be encouraged that he goes with you and that the word is so sharp, it, it's so pointed, and it's so powerful. So I want to pray for you guys in closing. Um, and if you, if you just want to have this love for the word, um, or even you feel like memorization is hard for you, I was always that guy, um, I want to pray for you that it would sink deep. So if you bow your heads and if you feel like this is something I just, I want, I'm, I'm hungry for it, put your hands out like you're receiving a gift. <clears throat> Lord, thank you so much. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power and thank you, God, for the word. I'm even reminded right now, it says, in the beginning, God said, let there be light, and bang, there was light, and his word is still going forward, that millions of galaxies are still being found, because when God said, let there be light, his word is always going out. So Lord, I pray right now for just a burning heart for your word, for your Holy Spirit, and for a boldness to be able to share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Great word. Praise God. Can't go wrong with the word being the word, you know what I'm saying? That's great. So I want to say this. Um, I love what he said. If you want to practice speaking, want to practice speaking the word of God, start reading it out loud. That's so good. And I'll just share a testimony just right on with what Josh was saying. We were out in the streets, I think, might have been like five or six weeks ago. I can't really remember, but... We were talking to this guy, and he began to tell me about how, I said, man, how'd you get to Nashville, and what's your story? He's like, well, dude, I, I got in a wreck, and I got a huge check out of it, and had everything, had a house, had a car, had so much, like, I was set for life, and had a bunch of cash stashed in my house, and then my house burnt down, and I was like, oh my gosh, and we've been trying to share and minister to this guy, and then I, I was reminded of the parable of the man who built his life on the rock and the, man who and the foolish one who built his house on the sand. I shared that parable with him, and I said, man, look, I said, look at this street. I said, look around. I said, everything around here goes as quick as it came, and you can lose it in just a second. I said, but the wise man built his life on the rock. I said, look around. And he was down there to drink and party and hook up with girls. He he'd told me that. I said, look around, bro. I said, sand. And something shifted in him, and he was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> he just freaked out. And so, anyways, you will not believe the amount of times that you'll be on the streets, and the Holy Spirit will bring his word, and his word always comes with conviction, and it cuts. And so, I just, I just love this, this word that Josh brought. I think it's timely. I think it's one that we got to practice and do, even do activation in. And so, thank you for bringing it. You convicted me. I want to be more intentional about memorizing the word and speaking it and practicing it. I mean, who else wants to do that? I just even encourage you guys as you go into your cars, like, if there's a scripture that maybe you have memorized or one that you want to memorize going in, like, just say, hey, what's, what's the word that you want to share tonight?